Nashville Predators get their pre-Thanksgiving Day workout in tonight against the Calgary Flames. A key to that game, plus Cody Glass injured again. How do the Preds replace his production? And a special Thanksgiving Day-themed takes from a hat. All coming up today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Predators podcast your first listen of the day every single day. We are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I want to say hello to our loyal Lockdown Pred heads out there. The everydayers who tune into every single show. We love you guys and we appreciate the support you give us week after week. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at Penalty Box Radio and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at the Hockey News. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. All right, and it is our last show before Thanksgiving, and we have prepared a special Thanksgiving takes from a hat that's right uh, a couple of fun hockey related topics that's right uh, it may have a nice little thanksgiving day tie in uh so we are excited to get to that here shortly uh but first though some business to take care of some not so great but some fun uh the nashville predators have a home game tonight uh, against the Calgary Flames. Of course, Predators have two straight wins coming off that big last-second win against the Colorado Avalanche. Tonight, they play a Calgary team, and that uh, the first time they played, oh, yeah, it didn't, didn't, didn't look too great. Yeah, that was probably the Predators' worst game, I would say, of the season. Uh, worst in terms of the gameplay. Let's, worst, let's yes. say that. Yeah. Yes, let, you're right. Let's preface it like that. Worst in terms of gameplay. This was definitely not the Nashville Predators team that beat the Colorado Avalanche when they played the Flames. I think it was November 7th. And in talking to Gus Nyquist after the Avalanche game, one of the things that he said was, you know, we're going to savor it for tonight, but we've got to get back to work because they feel like they owe one to Calgary after the way that they performed in Calgary and the way that game got away from the Nashville Predators. So I expect that the Predators are going to be really dialed into this one, not just because they're coming off two wins, but because they, I think they're a little bit embarrassed, I wouldn't say embarrassed, but were frustrated when they left the ice in Calgary. They want this one. Yeah, and you're taking the taking on a Calgary Flames team that is sort of in the same boat as the Nashville Predators, yeah. uh, where they are not happy with the way their season started. A, a team that probably thinks they've been playing a little bit better than their record seems to in, indicate. Uh, we're at one point the second worst team in the NHL, uh, but they're starting to heat up a, a little bit. And five, three, and two in their last ten, uh, they, they won. Uh, their, their game the other night, so they're coming in on a high. Uh, we talked about Jacob Markstrom kind yeah. of being absolutely garbage uh, this season, yeah. kind of looking at the last few seasons, but he is starting to slowly get 
better. Like he's had some good performances in his last couple of games. Uh, so this isn't like if you're if you're looking at the kind of the Calgary Flames as a whole and being like, oh, this should be kind of an easy game, like mm. another one where the Preds can kind of just take advantage of it and win the momentum. Uh, it's going to be a little bit more difficult that because the Flames, we know just based on how they played a couple of years ago, have some strong players on their roster. Guys like Nazem Kadri, guys like Jonathan Huberto, Mackenzie Weger, Elias Lindholm. Uh, and they're starting to finally get the rest of their team going together. So th- this is this is not going to be an easy one. And I think it's a good test to see if the Nashville Predators really can continue that momentum. Yeah, and I think this tests more than just their on-ice performance. I think this really tests their mindset and what they're focused on and being in the moment that they're in. Because like you said, I think you could um, over-prepare or be overly emotional about this game as the Nashville Predators uh, as far as how poor our performance was the last time. And we're going to come out guns ablazing and we're going to get them. And you can kind of overly overshoot mentally, but you can also take advantage. You know, you could also take this team for granted, this Calgary flames team for granted. And you don't want to do that because like you said, they do have good weapons. We talked about Jonathan Huberto. One of the big storylines from that game wasn't necessarily that the Nashville predators crashed and burned. Everybody was talking about Jonathan Huberto was benched in the third, in the third period. Well, you're going to want to come out and have a really good game against the Nashville Predators. So this is a game that's going to test not just their um, commitment to, to sticking with it on the ice, but I also think it's a good test for where this team is kind of mentally. Um, they've been through four game losing streak. They're on a two game win streak, a three game win streak, especially against the Flames, I think would go a long way to kind of restoring some confidence. So this is a big game tonight. This one matters. Yeah, you think Jonathan Huberto has this one circled for any reason? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Being like, uh, let's let's uh, let's let's try to not get benched halfway through the third quarter and start a hole to do uh, yeah. about everything or third period. Yeah, I don't know. I was watching NBA last night. Um, <laughs> what's what's the one thing that you want to see happen if you're the Nashville Predators tonight? Um, For me, I think you've got to keep up with that puck pursuit that we saw against the Colorado Avalanche. You know, the Calgary Flames, they can really burn you in with their transition game. They can be very fast up the ice. They can create a lot of two-on-one chances if you allow them to do that. So for me, I think of, you know, we need that uh, Michael McCarron, Phil Tomasino, you know, you're not going to exit the zone without paying a price kind of play from the Nashville Predators. So I think really being kind of, and I hate to use the hockey phrase hard on the puck, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I think they really need to do that and interrupt what Calgary may want to create. So for me, I think it's going to be a physical game. I think Nashville really has to be committed to possession, puck possession and interrupting things for them to walk away with a win tonight. What about you? What's key for you? I'm 100% on the same page as you with this and not just sort of the puck pursuit, but winning those puck battles when you get them, because that was the key in the last period against Colorado. The reason that Philip Forsberg goal happened, the game time goal was because Colorado couldn't get the puck out of their zone you know the predators would would pursuit uh would keep getting the puck would keep you know so you know either get the rebound or you know be able to take you know a colorado puck handler one-on-one and and kind of win the puck back or or make the make the zone exit not clean 
That's what I want to see from the Predators tonight. Because if you do that, that's going to start spurring some of this sustained pressure in the offensive zone. That sustained pressure that we saw lead to that game time goal uh, the other night against Colorado. So I'm I'm 100% with you. I want to see the Predators sort of not just be relentless on, on chasing the puck, but also actually win. Uh, those puck battles. And, and Calgary's a physical team, so it, it's not going to be easy to do. Yeah, it's going to be a physical game. I also think goaltending is going to be a story in this. You know, we talked about Jacob Markstrom. Let's talk about UC Soros. You know, UC Soros has had kind of a rougher start to his season. He had a good performance, you know, against Colorado, maybe not statistically the numbers that we're used to seeing from him. But this would be a great game if Soros gets the start. It would be a great game for him to kind of continue to build on what we saw from him in Colorado. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how each of these goaltenders performs because this hasn't been the season they either of them probably expected. Do you think it's him or Lincoln in tonight? You know what? I go well, back. They have an here. afternoon game Friday as well. They do. They do. So I do think they're going to split tonight's game and the afternoon game. I wonder if they are going to go with Soros just because he, you know, just came off of that win. But I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if they do Lincoln in, but I do think they're going to split these two. Yeah. And uh, I'm okay I'm, with either. I'm with you too. I, I kind of lean maybe Soros just mm-hmm. to try to get him some momentum from that Colorado game. He played really well. Uh, we know he plays really well when he gets a lot of starts in a row. So I, I think it might be a good time for a UC Soros game. Yeah. Uh, one person that won't be on the ice tonight, oh. we know for sure, uh, is Cody Glass on the injured list again. How do the Nashville Predators replace him? Plus, on a happier note, some Thanksgiving-themed takes from a hat. Uh, those are coming up here in just one second. First, I want to mention today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper, a new NHL season brings all sorts of personalities uh philip forsberg could score 50 goals the way he's been scoring it's possible (laughs) yep uh who knows vegas could win the stanley cup for the second year in a row and you can win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on sleeper the official daily fantasy app of the locked on nhl network Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether some of your players will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. So for instance, tonight, uh, Predators versus Flames, Philip Forsberg, more or less than 3.5 shots on goal. He's been shooting the puck. I might go over. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly, 1.5 shots on goal. Gustav Nyquist is hot. Over or under 0.5 points. Roman Yossi, will he get a point tonight? Over or under 0.5 points. These are the types of bets that you can make to win a 100 times bet on sleeper. You need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You're me, Preds fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can win big. Use promo code locked on NHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code locked on NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. This episode's also brought to you today by our friends at FanDuel. You can score early this NFL season with FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. 
So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. This app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options to choose from, including spreads. You can do player props. You can pick over-unders and more. So go and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, and some bad news from that Colorado game. And it was kind of buried because it happened uh, in that time the Predators were swarming around the net. Cody Glass got tangled up uh, with an abs defender, went down to the ice, immediately skated straight into the Predators dressing room, holding his, uh, looked like holding his arm, elbow, shoulder maybe, not sure which Mm -hmm. part. Uh, And the the worst fears confirmed yesterday when the Predators announced that Cody Glass is on IR again with an upper body injury. And the timeline we have considered for him is a week to week. And first off, you know, just from a human standpoint, it sucks because Cody Glass, of course, just came back from a lower body injury. Uh, You know, he's only played nine games this year and just got his first point to the season. Uh, against the Avalanche the other night. Uh, Somebody that, you know, just hasn't been able to get consistent time in the lineup because of these early injuries. And and it sucks because the Predators were counting on big things from him this year, and he just hasn't gotten the ice time to sort of get himself going and get himself into the season. Yeah, this is so tough. And, you know, Cody Glass was a little bit frustrated, I think, already. Um, with the lower body injury that he was on injured reserve for, because, you know, that kept him out. I think it was eight games that he missed. And so he really feels like he hasn't gotten some traction going this season. And I agree with you. This is one of those players where I feel like expectations were very high in training camp. He and Gus Nyquist really looked great together. I think maybe that ship has sailed because now you see Nyquist with Ryan O'Reilly and Philip Forsberg. They've got a good thing going. So it's a little bit like Cody Glass, even coming back from the lower body injury was sort of starting back a little bit closer to square one, trying to find line mates, um, trying to build some chemistry again. So to see him go down in the game, and it was one of those things where when you saw him leaving the ice, you thought, okay, this is not good. This is not good. This is not good. So I hate it for Cody Glass, the person, because this is a competitor. This is somebody who wants to be out there. This is somebody who, let's face it, he's been down this road before. This is a guy who had major knee surgery when he was with Vegas. Like he's done this injury thing. Yeah. You know, and it's a mental thing. You know, there's a mental toll when you want to be out there and you're injured and you can't be in and you're frustrated. So I hate it for Cody Glass, the person. I also think it's not great for the Nashville Predators because that's a player they want to get going. And yeah. we're week to week here. So, yeah, you you mentioned Cody Glass had different line mates. He was playing between Evangelista and Sherwood, which was normally Tommy Novak's spot. And the reason yeah. he was in Tommy Novak's spot is because Tommy Novak uh, out four to six weeks probably more like three to five at this point, but there's two centers and the Predators were counting on a big source of depth scoring now on the shelf. And now the Predators, it's not just, okay, we need to shuffle some things around. Now you kind of have to do surgery with your lineup 
because those are your two middle six centers. Right. I, I would expect, you know, it sounds like based on um, Barry Trotz and Andrew Burnett's comments the other day, it sounds like, you know, you so Parson is going to be a center kind of moving forward from now on. So there's one thing uh, it seems like, Col- you know, Colton Sissons, who's kind of bounced around he's going to be, you know, center. And it seems like Michael McCarron uh, is going to be an anchor there. Also, wouldn't be surprised at an AHL call up maybe after the Calgary game, and yeah, you know, just yeah. so they don't have to deal with the roster thing. Uh, if if it's centers they need, Mark Jankowski maybe make an appearance. Dennis Gurry on off has also been doing gangbusters. Um, you know, in, in Milwaukee, I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of those two. Uh, an intriguing name mentioned also is a former first round pick who has done fairly surprisingly well in his first North American season. And that's Fedor Svechkov. Yeah. He's been playing very well. So the Predators maybe have some options in Milwaukee, not only to bring up somebody to replace Glass and Novak, but maybe give somebody a, a like maybe a little bit of a different look at a different Preds lineup here. Yeah, I do think it's important to consider bringing somebody up. There's a couple of things that I'm kind of um, interested to see how Andrew Brunette sifts this out. You know, you talk about moving Yuso Parson into center, which, you know, this is obviously something that he's comfortable with. But I'm like, that's a player who you're just trying to get going as well. So, you, you know... You got to kind of weigh that out. I would not at all. I'm with you. I would not at all be surprised to see a call up. Mark Jankowski is kind of where I would put my money. He played 50, I think 50 games last season. And that's a guy who is so reliable. You know, he really done a great job in Milwaukee, but Fedor Svechkov, I don't know. Like I, I, I thought about that too, you know, 13, he's played 13 games. He has five points, three goals. You know, he's warming up down there. It just, it feels a little early, but this could be an opportune time to just like, hey, let's just take a peek. Let's. Just well, I will. Say, we'll say he has done better than some of the people you think would be the next call ups. Yeah, he just, has, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, I I would. I mean, it, it, it that could happen before the Calgary game tonight. I think it's going to happen after Thanksgiving, so the Preds don't need to make. Uh, you know, a, a move on Thanksgiving, uh, right. you know, so they'll have somebody ready to go for St. Louis game just in case uh, they're also sense. at home. So maybe that makes like kind of a last second call up a little bit easier. Uh, it's going to be intriguing and because yeah, this is, this is going to be an interesting sort of roster decision coming up. I, I, I really can't see the predators just sticking with 12 forwards uh, for the, the next little stretch. Run here. Yeah. I think I, I really would be surprised if they don't call somebody up who they call up, I think is, is definitely going to be worth watching. Yeah. Uh, it is the day before Thanksgiving and we would like to close with some special Thanksgiving themed takes from a hat. We got some good ones. We're going to dive into those in just one second. I first want to let you know that this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. So the holidays are upon us. And while we sing about it being the most wonderful time of the year, let's be honest. Sometimes the holidays can bring up a lot of extra stress and anxiety for all of us for a number of different reasons. But adding something new and positive to your life can help counteract those feelings. Therapy can be a helpful and bright spot in your life as you navigate these stressful time 
times of the year. And therapy is not just for people who have experienced major trauma. We can all use help with problem solving or relationship building or learning new ways to manage and cope with the stress and anxiety in our lives. If you have thought about starting therapy, I encourage you to give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your busy holiday schedule. Getting connected in is so easy. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can even switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. You can find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on NHL today and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash locked on NHL to get started today. All right, Ann, it is the day before Thanksgiving. So let's bust out some Come fun at Nashville Predators Thanksgiving themed takes from a hat. Let's uh, would do you like this. to do the honors and, and bring yeah. the first topic? Our first topic is, oh, here's a nice, easy, sweet one. What Predator's memory are you most thankful for? Predator's memory? Is this yeah. like a total team memory or like a, like a game I saw in person? You know what? We make the rules so it can be anything you want it to be. Oh, you know, it, it's funny. I was just thinking about this the other day and I was thinking about putting together like an article or a podcast or something about this, but we're coming up on the 25 year anniversary yes. of the Nashville Predators versus Detroit Red Wings ice storm game. Oh my gosh. Two days before Christmas 1998, which was also my first NHL game. No uh, way. I went, I went with my mom, my mom, of course, from uh, the Detroit area, big Red Wings fan. She brought a giant hockey town banner to, to, you know, hold in front of the Red Wings crowd. I, of course, had my little um, Predators jersey on, my little Mike Dunham sweater. Uh, there's a deep cut for your Predators fans. And I just remember getting to, you know, I, of course, you know, watch the Predators on TV. I watched the Red Wings growing up. So I was, you know, right there with, you know, some of the heroes on the ice. And that oh my was kind of my first experience. And uh, it was still one of my favorite games to attend. Uh, Thomas Vokun made 50 saves in that game. So it, it's a lot of lot of fun sort of history from a, a Predators standpoint uh, and some good memories for me. So that's mine. Oh, my gosh. That is so amazing. That's so yeah. amazing. Yeah. Do you, do you have one memory that, you know, either a game you went to or, or anything like that that stands out? Um, gosh. You know what is so funny? I do actually. I uh, this was many many years ago. Mm -hmm. It was Pecorino era, and my husband, God love him, took me out on a date around Christmas time. And when we got to the rink, he's like, "You can go in the team store and buy whatever you want." Well, knowing me, you know, I went in and I bought the Christmas sweater that lights up and like speaks. Absolutely, that's, of course. That's who I am. <laughs> go with a giant hat. <laughs> that's right. And he had surprised me. We had tickets that were two rows back right by the goal. And my Christmas sweater, of course, was blinking madly. And um, Pecorino was in net. And I don't even remember who we were playing. But at one point, there was a stoppage in play. And he looked over at me. And I was just this, you know, because I just can't <laughs> even. And Pecorino gave me a little, like, nod. Like, a little, like, yeah. How you doing, you absolutely obnoxious, sparkly fan? Like yeah. that sweater. 
<laughs> like that. I had a, I had my cousin's wife was in the three hundreds, and she actually has a video where she zooms in on me <laughs> because you could just see the sweater going. So that's one of my. I always say that's one of my deathbed moments. I hope I remember my pecorine nod on my deathbed. I love that. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Wow right, me. Let's see. All right. So one of the biggest uh, traditions, you know, for families on Thanksgiving is the Thanksgiving Day football game. Come on. You know, like the, the one where you play out in the front yard. Yeah. Well, you're going to organize a tackle football game with all members of the Nashville Predators, and you're the captain and you get first pick. Oh. Which Predator are you drafting first overall onto your uh, pickup tackle football team? Oh, my first pick. And it's tackle. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm going with? I'm going Michael McCarron. Now he's, I get it. He's, he's hard to bring down. He's wiry. <laughs> he's not like, you know, big hefty boy, but Michael McCarron, strong yet elusive sort of. I'm going Michael McCarron. And six yeah. foot six. So he's probably got the range to make some catches. He does. Too. And I think he's got the wingspan. You know, if I if I wanted to put him in at wide receiver, I think wingspan. Yeah. So I'm going McCarron. That's a I was, great question. I was either going to say McCarron or Yakov Trenin, because who oh. in God's name is going to tackle Yakov Trenin? No one. Not Phil Tomasino. <laughs> no, no one. And nobody's going to do it twice. Let's no. be clear about that. Yeah, the Derrick Henry uh, of the Thanksgiving Day football. That's true. He is a bit the Derrick Henry. Yep, that's a great pick. Yeah. All, All right. right. Next one, Anne. Next one. We're rapid firing. Oh, interesting. Just just pure speculation. How many of the Nashville Predators do you think have eaten a traditional Thanksgiving dinner? These are the things I wonder. Uh, probably most of most them. Regard, maybe the exception would be like the newer Europeans. So maybe yeah. like Yuso Parsonen hasn't yet. But mm -hmm. I imagine if you're over here for this long, you probably got to do it at least once. You would think. Yeah. And I think like a lot of the, even a lot of the Canadians have like American wives and have probably taken it. So. Okay. I would These say most of the team, yeah, yeah. Most of the team, I would say. Yeah. Okay. And look, if any of them haven't, we're eating on Friday. So they're yeah. welcome to come. There we go. They have a game. So let's see. Yeah. Oh, oh this is a fun oh, one, no. Anne. Oh, no. All right. What's, what's the one topic that causes the most fights at Thanksgiving? Oh, religion. Or I was going to say politics. Or politics. Yeah. yeah. Religion or right. politics, which anymore aren't those two painfully and inextricably yeah. linked. Come so you're now. you're hosting Thanksgiving with all mm -hmm. of the Nashville Predators. Yeah. What is the one hockey-related topic that you think causes the biggest politics-esque fight on Thanksgiving? Like the one where just everybody, like hockey-related topic. Hockey-related. Oh, great question. Um... I'm going to say, well, I can, um, oh gosh, Nick, killing it with these questions. Can, can I throw one out there? Please do, because I'm chewing on a couple. What, what would you the say? The shootout. Yeah. I think that is the topic that is the most divisive among players. It could be. I would say embellishment. That's a big one, too. I think embellishment. And look, here's what's real, friends. If you commit the penalty, I don't care how flamboyant the victim is. 
let you know what I'm saying? If you yeah. do the crime, do the time. Don't punish somebody for making it look bigger. Yeah. But that's yeah. But the shootout, I bet they don't. I, I would be interested to see them throw down about a shootout. I bet there are a lot of people that either really like it or want to mm -hmm. keep it or think like we need to change the overtime rules. Yeah. I would love to talk to goaltenders and be like, shoot out, love it, hate it. Yeah. That's funny. I bet I bet that's UC Soros is gonna death stare somebody before <laughs> storming out of a room. <laughs> My fear in the Colorado game was it was going to go to a shootout and he was going to have to wait out the Ryan Johansson slow-mo. <laughs> uh, he's seen it. Like Ryan I Johansson know he's probably going to be like, Johansson oh, can't pull that move against can't do it. Saros. No, he would have uh, had to. Uh, I, think we got, I think we got time for another one. All right, Maybe let's do one. rapid fire. Oh, here we go. What is your ultimate hockey Thanksgiving guest list? You get to invite four hockey players, past, present, living, dead, to come to your Thanksgiving dinner and have a wonderful time. Who do you invite? Oh, a wonderful time too. Uh, PK Subban because he's oh. gonna be a riot. Uh, Steve Eiserman because that's my childhood favorite. Yeah. Uh, ooh, I'm thinking of just like good vibes, like, mm. like it just like Gordy Howe. Like yeah. that's like somebody that everybody said, oh, he's the nicest guy ever, and then he would go on the ice and literally murder someone. <laughs> um. Oh, this is a tough one, Anne. It is a tough one. Yaramir Yager. Very interesting. I saw him on my honeymoon. A little bit of trivia. We were honeymooning in Vegas, and about 4.30 a.m., we were going to the breakfast buffet, and there was Yaramir Yager playing. That Barbara. is the most on-brand <laughs> Yaramir Yager story. Uh, did you see if Alexander Radulov and Andre Kostitsin were with him? I, he was sitting by himself, which I thought was interesting. But yeah, I was like, I know him. And at that time, I, I didn't know hockey, but I knew Yarmir Yager. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a real quick? Do you have a four? I, I do. Pecorine, because, you know, Pecorine. Yeah. Ryan Johansson, come on. Yeah. Um, the one I would love to have just to have conversation with is Mark, Borvie Mark Borvietsky. Yeah. I think he's fascinating. Um, and then... Just any other one. Gosh, who would I pick? It would probably be somebody young, and then I would just try to feed them until they popped because, you know, they all just need a little bit of extra food. Exactly. Um, please, please say Luke Evangelista. Or, I would. Or, or I would Paul be, Tomasino. Yes. I would put boy. some weight on them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember they're like, yeah, they're losing weight to, uh, to you know, so they can play a little bit faster. I'm like, oh, no, please oh. Put, do the other way. <laughs> not on my yeah. watch, you're not. <laughs> Yeah, feed them some cookies and then put them on the bench press. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, one thing we are very thankful for uh, is you guys, the listeners. Yes. Uh, Ann and I took over the show in 2021. Uh, we were following in Justin Bradford's footsteps, which is not easy to do. Somebody who is very well known in the Predators community. Uh, and you guys embraced us and, uh, we are excited to say like this year is on pace to be the biggest year, uh, in locked on predators history in terms of viewers, in terms of downloads, subscribers. So we thank you guys. Uh, we thank you guys for taking a chance at us putting up with two awkward people who hadn't podcasted a lot, uh, two people who are relatively new to covering the Preds. And we just yeah. thank you for, you know, sticking with us. Uh, we really appreciate you guys. And where can people find your work? 
You can find my work online at insidethepreds.com. You can find me on Twitter, X, whatever, at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. I will be thankful when we can figure out what we call that. You can find me there at underscore NS Morgan uh, or read my work at penlayboxradio.com. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thanks for making us your first lesson of the day. Back next week with an all-new episode. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.